Hey guys, it's me, George Mossy. Um, welcome to the George Mossy Show. Um, we have a double feature tonight um, because I was not, we were not here last night. So we have a lot to talk about. I hope you guys are here. There wasn't anything airing tonight that I know of that we're going to be interfering with. So hopefully you can spend your evening with us. Judith, hey, how are you? Um, Judy, hi. Hopefully you guys have um, some time to spend your evening with us because I said it's a double feature. We're going to be talking about a lot tonight. The Other Way, as well as The Last Resort, Judy, 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 hey. Um, waiting on the ladies, the co-hosts to arrive so we can get started. Well, Dee Dee's here. I see Dee Dee. I don't see Cara. Need to get started. We have a lot to cover. We have so much to cover. There's Cara. Cara's here too. Hi, everybody. How's your night going? I had um a, a storm that passed through, but it's not raining anymore. So hopefully you're not going to lose me. Hello. Hi. How are hey. you? So I'm good. So we had a storm that went through earlier, but it's not doing anything now. So fingers crossed we're good and we're good. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the weather is like over there. I know, um, Dee Dee, you had some bad weather. I think your weather is what I got, honestly. I think it was, because it was pretty bad. It's just cold here. I'm glad sand water went out for, it was for a while. Yeah. I mean, did you say, <laughs> did you say it's cold? Yeah, it's 38 degrees here. What? Oh, what? That's they're getting ready to, cold. October 15th, they're closing one of our pass roads for snow. Okay, that's a whole, whole nother conversation because I have like a hundred questions. We can't get into that right now. We'll we'll talk about this later though because that's a whole situation yeah. that we have to discuss. What the actual hell? Okay, so we're going to be covering The Last Resort, but first we have to jump back into the other way because my poor planning yesterday, Um, I, was, I didn't even watch it yesterday. I, well, I did, but not until like 10 o'clock at night. So apologies it was not Didi or Kara's fault it was me the whole way so if anybody wants to yell at anyone direct that at me <laughs> I I'm the one who did that so we're gonna get into the other way so Dee, what are we talking about because I know that you were very triggered I got some text messages from you last night about some triggering things that happened so I want you to to control where we start because I don't know where to start well let's leave let's leave the best for the last okay um I want to start off with Kenny and Armando. What are what are your thoughts on Kenny and Armando? Mm. Okay. I love. I, I'm excited for them, but what are y'all's thoughts? See, I'm happy for them because I love them as a couple and I love them together. But I'm gonna say this, and I mean this: compromising on having a child to make another person happy is a horrible idea. Like, I don't care how much you love the person. I don't care how much you want them to have something. If you don't both want that, I don't think you should do it. And I know Kenny is like, well, I want to make him happy. I want all of his dreams to come true. I don't want to be the person standing in the way. But if it's not your dream that you share together, why are you involving yourself in it? Because I, I know they love each other. I know they're not going to break up. That's not, that's not in my mind. It's just committing to something you don't really want. I just don't see how it's going gonna, it's gonna to last, right? I felt like it was, uh, I don't even know what the right word for it is. He waited to get Armando's re response to whether he wanted to move to New Mex or to Mexico City or not. Yeah. Armando said yes, then Kenny decided he wanted a baby. But I firmly believe if Armando said he didn't want to move, Kenny would have said no to the baby. Right. Me too, Carla. Me too. I believe it 100%. I am happy for them. I am happy for them. And George, you have a very, you, I mean, you have a very good point as well. Why is it that they still want, or um, Kenny, not Kenny, I'm sorry, Armando still wants to bring a child into this relationship? He don't. I, I, I don't get it. He don't. He don't. He does not. There's no part of Kenny that wants to. Armando wants it. Kenny wants nothing to do with it. And like I said, they're they're doing a trade-off. Yeah. Relationships aren't trade-offs. Yeah. Like Armando's like, well, I'm gonna give you this and we're gonna move to Mexico City. He's like, well, I'm gonna give you this. We're gonna have a baby. No. Yeah. If you both can't agree on it, you can't there's gonna be animosity and there's gonna be hate harboring 
um, in this relationship because one person is truly not happy with the decision. Yeah. And if you can't come to an agreement as a couple together, you shouldn't do it. Like, and I feel like that baby is gonna be brought into a situation where one person wants it there and the other person is like, well, I just want the other person to be happy. Yeah. That's not a good environment. And I, I'm not saying like Kenny and her mom are like, who's to say that? Hey, Jamie, you're my favorite too. I'm not saying that <laughs> Kenny won't, like Kenny won't hold that baby and change his mind. I know that he will. Like once he puts that baby in his arms or whatever, but then in the preview, it says something where Hannah was like, so not a baby. So what's up with that? Because we were talking surrogacy, and now are they talking about adopting a full-grown child? What is up with that? Yeah, I don't from, know what's going on there. From, from from what from what we're understanding correctly, that they're wanting to go through a sur surrogacy. They're wanting Kenny to be the biological father. Yeah. So maybe uh maybe she's not wanting a a baby. Maybe she wants maybe an older sister. I mean, not older sibling, oh. but you know, a little bit older than so her you know, a baby. Was just don't let it be, be a baby. Okay, I get it. I took it out of context when I heard her say "not a baby." I thought they were telling her "not a baby." Maybe you're right. Maybe she's like, "Well, you can bring a sibling like my age, and then we can be best friends, but don't bring a baby into this." Oh, I see what you're saying. But here's the thing, though. So, why did Armando like Mexico City? because it was fun and there was lots of things to do and blah 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 why did they have can i enter lots of jack please there were naked men dancing yeah. on him absolutely that's what he liked <laughs> but that that didn't happen until hannah went to grandma's yeah i'm not gonna have a babysitter so that they can have fun and enjoy mexico city that's it's just it's gonna be so much more than he's thinking it is i realize he's already raising a child he knows what the baby stages are but he's got to realize that you know like if you get a puppy you can put the puppy in a kennel and still go out and mm -hmm. that's fine you cannot do that with the baby and i think that he's forgetting all of the big picture here what i'm worried about yeah. hannah's gonna be stuck with the baby while they're going out having a good time that's okay. what i'm worried about and that's not what Hannah deserves. She's been through enough. Yep. They're going to take her out of her school and move her to a new city. And then on top of it, they're going to try to use her to be a full-time babysitter because they're going to yep. need somebody because they don't have any family there. Yep. Do you feel like that? Absolutely. So when they're out doing things and kids can't be there, Hannah's automatically going to volunteer as tribute to do babysitting when she should not have to do that. That is not a responsibility. She didn't ask for anybody to be brought into this family. She yep. literally is an innocent bystander and I feel like since she's older and she's mature, she's smart and she's trustworthy, she's going to be automatically falling into that role. And that bothers right. me even more. Yep, I agree. Yeah, me too. Me too. But at the end of the day, I mean, if that's what they choose to do, I mean, I am happy for them. But I get it where Armando's coming from. He wants a piece of Kenny if something were to ever happen to Kenny. And I get it where Kenny's coming from. He doesn't want to leave Armando with a um with a, a child. He already has Hannah. So I get both I mean I get both sides, but I guess we'll see what happens next week. The other side of that is if something, God forbid, did happen to Kenny, then you don't you don't think Kenny's actual kids are gonna wanna see their sibling? Yes. I mean, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Armando would probably have Kenny put something like a wheel or something so they can't go and even try to take the child from Armando. Know, but how sad is that? Like the, That's the, very I, sad. That's very sad. And I my I had a sibling out there, baby sibling. I would be heartbroken if I couldn't just see him, you know? That would be yeah. horrible. Yeah. I, I think it's a the way around yeah it is now i again i love them right i think yep. they're great together and everything but what they're doing is gonna bring like negative um animosity and like you said issues they didn't even realize down the line because this will be yep. kenny's biological child not armando's so if kenny's family decides that they want all of their family together in one place can you imagine a custody dispute trying to rip this child away from Armando. Can you even imagine how terrible and ugly that would get? Yeah, it would be horrible. Because Armando, he is like already in love with a child that doesn't even exist yet. Yep. 
That was the sad part. And what if, God forbid, something were to happen to Armando? Yeah. And Kenny is left with Hannah, and then he, she, he's probably going to go with a custody battle with Armando's family, and then he's left with um, another child on top of that. Yep. They're not... Scary. I mean, they're not thinking. Kenny is more rational than Armando. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Armando is like me when I go to the car lot and I want to buy a new car and I see a car that I really like and the price is wrong, the miles are wrong, everything is wrong, but I really like it. And it's just like I have tunnel vision and I'm like, no, I want that. How can I get that? And everything that people tell me will steer, steer me in the other direction, but I'm still like, I still want it. Yes. I still want it. I like how I was in it. He's just like me with his baby. He's just like all of the negative things and all of the, the pros and cons, all the cons. He's just like, this is pro. I can have a baby. The pro is I can have a baby. The pro. He's like tunnel vision. And I feel like I get it. That's how I get. And I've bought cars that I shouldn't have and I've owed more than they were worth. And I've done stupid things or I don't want to say this is stupid, but I've, I've made decisions that weren't like financially secure. They weren't thought through. And I feel like Armando is just in that point where he's like, I really want this. And if there's a consequence for it, I'll pay for it later. Yeah. And I feel like that's just kind of how his thinking is. And I, I don't want the child to be brought into that because a child's life is forever. You know, a human life is forever. It's not a car. Like I just, I sold that car. You know, I, I lost money on it, but I sold it. Like you can't, this is a child. You, you can't correct that decision. Once it's made, it's just made. And unfortunately, there's more later on where, you know, they're thinking like Kenny's, Kenny could be resentful because he wants to go to Florida and see his kids and his grandkids, but he can't take the baby or whatever. Now Armando's stuck with two of them trying to care for both of them. I mean, it's going to be so much. Mm -hmm. I mean, happy for them for their happy moment, but I also think that there was too much happiness in one, one thing. Yes, we'll move. Yeah. Yes, we'll have a baby. Okay, we're all happy, but later on it's going to be resentful. Yeah. Exactly. And to, to fix that, to fix that issue, they could get a U.S. surrogate and have that baby born on U.S. soil. Yeah. And since Kenny would be the father, they could apply for dual citizenship for that baby, and that would fix that. But again, I don't know if they're thinking that far yeah. because they went to see a surrogacy advocate place in Mexico City. Yeah. It would make more sense for them to get the baby surrogate to be in the U.S. So it would be a dual citizenship. So. Kenny's family could see the baby without having to worry about a visa or a passport or any of that. But I don't know if they're thinking that far. Like, they're not actually including everyone in the decision. They're only thinking about what they want now and how they can get it done quickly. But if they have a surrogate that's a U.S. citizen, it's probably another $70,000, $75,000. Oh, yeah. You're right. The, the yeah. price tag is going to go through. Oh, yeah. Ways. It's going to Oh, yeah. Well, um... Talking about cars, let's move over to Johan and Danielle. <laughs> Your BFF, Cara. Oh my gosh. Love me some top ramen. So I figured so, out. You guys know what an American Girl doll is? Yes. I've seen the store. There's a whole store of that place. Yeah. A doll with the top ramen hair. It is freaking Danielle. Hold on. I have proof. The top ramen hair. You mean like ramen noodles? Yes. That's yeah, hair looks like. You know how they like curly, um, the ones that you get in the bag, they're like really curly whenever you open them. That's yeah. what hair looks like. Yeah. Oh my God, it does look like that, y'all. Oh my God, it does. Oh my oh, gosh. She's an, an American girl doll. Oh my God, it does. So, um, inappropriate question, uh, but is that, a, is that a wig that she's wearing? Yes. Okay, it is. Okay, I know you're never supposed to ask, but why does the doll look like her in the face, too? It's I, not just the hair. No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, <laughs> why does the doll look just like her? That's creepy. That is so freaking creepy. If, oh, my God. If Even I was Danielle, I would say that they owe me royalties, right? Yeah. Like, that's me. Why did you make a doll of me? Where's my Even check? The shape of the body. Is I like know. Oh, what the actual hell? Danielle, they owe you money. You need to call them yeah. and tell them that they are selling your likeness and they owe you they money. They owe you a lot of money. money. To, yeah, they and owe you a lot of money so you can take Johan and buy him that $30,000 yep. car he wants. Yep. <laughs> so, okay, this $30,000 car that didn't start, like, he said that, well, 
I'm gonna like start off with this. I know that when you're in like the DR or you're in Africa or these other countries or Ethiopia, the car price tags are really high because I did research on this back from when, oh shit, who are we Who are we working with? I think it was actually Tiffany and Ronald. And Ronald was trying to buy a car and this raggedy truck was like $27,000 or something crazy. And I was like, I'm trying to figure out why, but apparently they don't manufacture their own cars in these countries. So they bring them over on a boat. So it's impossible to get a brand new car. Like you're gonna get a car that's two or three years old yeah. and you're gonna pay for it like it's brand new because it's not like in America, you just open your Facebook app and there's like a million cars for sale for like less than five grand. It doesn't work that way over there. There's way less cars than there are people. Yeah. So apparently you're gonna pay out the, like 30 grand for an, a 2019 is a steal. But Cause when I was looking also at it, you're paying $30 a day to rent a freaking car. That's 900 a month. Well, she said like, we don't need a car every day. So I was like, are you taking it back on the days you don't need okay. it? Cause I had questions about Even that. If you don't use it every day, it's still $750 a month for the week so, of the month. Yeah, exactly. So what you're saying is a car note would be cheaper. So it's actually, Johan is actually right. Because if she, they just bought a car and paid a car note, it would be what? Four, dollars $500? Yeah. That would be an automatic like two fifty, three hundred dollars $300 savings every month. Yep. Is that what you're saying? Yep. So why, why won't she buy a car? Do you think that she doesn't have the intention because she's to not, her? Well, because first of all, she's in bankrupt. We already know. The woman don't have money. She, um, she gave Johan this um, thinking that he was going to have this extravagant lifestyle with her. She lied, and on top of that, you know, she she keeps throwing up in his face that he's not working. Well, every time the man's tried to get a job, she shot him down. Nope. And then she did, did promise him to take him over or bring him over to you um to the U.S. Yep. But since she went in that bankruptcy, and she there's no way out of it. She can't if she does go to work. They're gonna take her money. They're gonna um what do you call it? Card. They're gonna take it out of her check or something. The garnish her paycheck. Yeah, they'll garnish her paycheck. So she can't work in the United States. So the yeah. little bit of money that she does have that she went over to the Dominican Republic, she's gonna hold that over his head. Yep. So do you guys think that Johan has proper expectations? Do you feel like he feels like I married an American woman, so I should be given an SUV and I should get bought an apartment and I should be treated like a king and taken care of? Do you feel like his expectations are um, within reason? See, now, typically I would say no, that's absurd. However, we saw the lie out of Danielle's mouth the day she landed in the DR and she mm -hmm. said, well, he doesn't even know, but we're not going to New York. Yeah. We're going to stay here. So God only knows what she promised him. She probably promised him the freaking world. And now she's not, I mean, she married, in my opinion, it, this is totally opposite of everything we've seen. This is an American who married to get citizenship there. She used him. So yeah, I think she should look for all of it. So you think it's a reverse scam because you think that she married him because she needed citizenship in the, the Dominican Republic. Okay. It was not that he wanted to get into the U.S. because we know that was never well in her she mind. She had to find a way mind. out. She had to find a way out. She can't work in the U.S. She, I mean, they'll take all of her money. Yep. Because once she filed bankrupt, she um that's when she moved to the Dominican Republic. And she right and owed seventy thousand dollars. 70,000. So even if, even if she wanted to buy that car, there's no way in hell she can get financed because I don't give a shit what country you're in. Your credit follows you. So she can't get financed. She doesn't have the cash for it. She's still a uh, lying liar pants. I can't wait till they burst on fire. Also, she said something about being from New York. You can't pull a fast one on me. She's so stupid that she couldn't even tell that that wasn't a dead battery. That's an alternator. When it's a dead battery, it just clicks. That's how dumb she is. She's so stupid. Gosh, I just can't stand her in case you didn't notice. I did notice, <laughs> I did. And I just want to say, I wanted to applaud her, but you don't care. I wanted to applaud her for not letting the guy tell her, you know, what was wrong. Cause I've heard lots of horror stories of men taking advantage of women at car dealerships or at um, car repair shops, maintenance shops, just telling women anything. 
So I did like how she was like, don't tell me no bullshit. Like, you're not going to tell me this car, but it won't start. And I hated seeing that because I know Johan has told us many times in their culture, they look down on women. You know, women are not, they don't look at them as smart or, or in charge of anything. So I did like that she was like, you're trying to sell me a $30,000 car that doesn't start. Like, no, it's not going to happen. But what I don't know how I feel about the Johan situation because I feel like since she's arrived in the DR, he hasn't worked since the butcher shop, right? Like since the she won't let him. Exactly, she won't let him. Why do you? What do you mean she won't let him? Every every time he's tried to to work, tried to find work, tried to work in a gym, he's tried several different things, and every yeah. time she's put the kibosh on it. No way, it's not happening. So that's her dumb fault. And then whenever he does get like a little a little job, it's not enough money for her. Yep. So what does she want? I mean, he's then told her that the, the Dominican Republic is not a wealthy um, a wealthy place to be able to have a good life. That they don't make that much money over there. I think that that's true, but I also think that his distorted view of the U.S. Is, is really clouded as well. Cause she was like, well, what skills do you have with no English that you're gonna go over to the US? But George, and, but and George. Make a lot of money. She, she has painted that, um, painted a different picture. He is wanting what she has promised him. Yes. And I, there is a lot of, um, there is a lot of um, other cultures here in the United States that does not speak English and they I'm make sure. very good money. Yep. But but you can get. No, I thought that they were bilingual. You can get a job strictly as a Spanish-speaking person at any government agency, any any one of them. That's why you press one for English and two for Spanish, because there are strictly Spanish-speaking people on this line. He so, can get so many different jobs just talking. So she's basically trying to shut down any idea or thought or hope that he could do anything here. Because she basically was oh, like, well, what exactly would you do when you got there? She made it seem like it would be impossible for him to even get a, a lower level job. Because in his mind, he was like, I would do anything. But, if I could yeah. just but get George, there, I New would York do anything. Full of, New York is full of Hispanics. It's Absolutely. just like Miami. Like, you can't go to Miami. Miami, you, you can't even go to Walmart. They don't even play English music in Walmart. It's Hispanic music. Yep. All the employees are Hispanics. It's the same thing in New York. Yep. Same freaking so thing. I think he don't even know that she's in bankrupt. I bet you he don't know that she is hiding that secret. That's why she's fighting so hard against him from coming to the U.S. I, I bet you she's lost something, something government. There's something government issued that she's lost. I bet you anything, whether it be a driver's license, whether it be a social security card, whether it be, you watch, there's something government that she's missing because that's how they would trace her. It'll come out later. So wait, what do you mean they would trace her? Because like if she, she owes money, she owes $70,000. This isn't a $700 bill that she could remedy overnight. So do you think think that they could like pursue her even if she's in another country yeah yeah you still owe the u.s government they can they, they can, can take her residency away they can take her passport away they can take all that shit away she's a, she's she's an american citizen they can go on um they can go to the dominican republic and pick her up and bring her back and put her in jail when you file bankruptcy you have to file. You have to pay those bankruptcy payments. So wait, that is a wait, if, she, if she was to go to the airport with her passport and try to fly into the U.S., would they detain her when she more, got to the U.S.? More than like oh, I didn't know that. I had no her, yeah, if they have flagged her, yeah. Wow, I see. So basically, flagged because she has a passport that's shown how many times she's left the country. So they probably flagged her so that when she does come back or if she comes back, they know. Um, yes, um, she is trying to stay in the DR, Pinky. She, that was her plan. I don't know like how long. It's funny because when we met her on Love in Paradise, when she first arrived and she met Johan's family, she literally asked his family, she was like, 
what do you guys think we should do? Should I come and stay here with Johan or should Johan come to the, to the United States with me? And they all agreed that he should go to the United States because he would be able to help them. He could help himself. Everything would be good. It's just in her, she, she knew that that couldn't happen because of her situation. But like I said, Johan and his family are probably unaware, were unaware of the time what she was going through because to, for him to take her to a car lot to buy a $30,000 car, he doesn't know what's going on financially, clearly. Nope. To think that she has $30,000 at all shows that he has no idea. She has hidden every ounce of financial statements and information from her or from him because he, she's lucky to have $30 at this point yep. and he's taking her to a car dealership where they're going to buy a $30,000 truck cash. Yep. He really doesn't know what's going on. Absolutely. Exactly. And you know, like, um, he was talking in the gym with his friend. You know, he was saying the, the lifestyle that, um, that Danielle promised. And then he was telling his friend about the lifestyle that his other friend has. And they're not even married with, um, and his American girlfriend is giving him cars. Like, he's got a job. He's got anything and everything he wants. Yep. And his friend said, and what have you got? You got a dog that you that you have to babysit. I didn't know that women were handing out those type of things. Like I, I, I didn't know. Like the fact that the guy didn't even have to marry her to get a truck and an apartment, and he owns this apartment. And so I think Johan was definitely looking for a sugar mama. But I've been saying that since the very beginning. And I was like, the only person who doesn't realize that she's a sugar mama is Danielle. Yeah. I was like, he's, that was his original intention. And for her to think anything less or even try to call him out yeah. for it, I think is insane because Johan has been pretty clear, yeah. right? Like every time she arrived in the DR, he left his wallet at home. Yeah. And he had no intentions of paying for anything the whole time she was there. Johan didn't make it like he was going to help her. Yeah. Because when they were looking at apartments, he was like, I'm not paying any of this. He was like, this apartment is ridiculously expensive. If you want to live in this country, in this apartment, that's not my problem. He's like, I've been living with my mom with 18 other people. I'm not paying this. Like, that's ridiculous. And he's never hidden anything from her. He's never given her the inclination that he was going to go and work and pay half of her bills. Oh, do you think that he should be required to pay half of the bills in the house? Because he doesn't feel like he should have to pay anything. So where do we stand on her moving over there and them building a home together and getting married, is he required to pay half of the bills? No, your dumbass came here to be with me and lie to me and promise me everything that I'm not getting. You can take care of it. Yeah. If you want me and keep your place on this TV show so that you get a couple thousand dollars a month to pay for this apartment, then yeah, I ain't paying shit. That's on you. Well, she's under the impression that he's supposed to be paying some of the bills. And yeah, she, she but she knew his financial situation from the beginning. And it's like, I'm trying to understand her expectations of him because that apartment is $3,000 a month. And if he could have been living in a $3,000 or let's say a $1,500 a month apartment, because that would be half. If he could have been doing that all along without her. Why exactly was he living at home with that herd of people with his mom? Like he's never had those financial means and even her in her kind of degrading way she keeps saying you don't even have any usable skills what would you do how could you make money so if you knew that why are you saying like you expect him to do something that you literally just admitted you don't think he has the ability or knowledge to do but she's still saying that you should be able to pay for this and you should do this and you should help me and he's like if you let me go to america and get a real job and make real money i would have helped you yep. and I, I don't disagree because that is exactly what she told him was going to happen. And now she wants him to work for, I don't know what they work for over there. Isn't it like pennies? Yeah. It's literally like pennies, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly how Dominican Republic money is, but in Mexico, like what we make in a day, it'll probably take them a month to a month and a half to make. So wait. Okay, so say in America... A person makes a hundred or two hundred. No, not a hundred. I'm best. Like two hundred dollars a day, right? Uh -huh. If you work a decent job. So you're saying in the Dominican Republic, he would work a month and make two hundred dollars. 
If it's the same, if it's the same as Mexico, you would work anywhere from a month to six weeks just to make two hundred dollars. Okay. This is why people... I know what. What is minimum wage where you're at, George? In Florida, it is um twelve or thirteen dollars. Where you're at, Didi? Uh, seven fifty. Okay, it's fourteen twenty here in Oregon, but in the DR, the minimum wage is eighty four cents an hour. Oh Jesus. 84 cents an hour. So you could work an eight-hour day and make less than $8. And the average living wage is $2.83 an hour. And the minimum wage is 84 cents an hour. So it's what, three, three to four times higher than the minimum wage is what you need to just live. So how yeah. did she expect him to pay anything? Fifteen hundred. Well, she wanted him to pay $1,500 a month, half of the apartment, at 84 cents an hour. So let's say that he made more than everybody, that he was management at this point. If he's management at this point and he's got a double in his salary, we'll even we'll even say more than double. Let's say he makes $2 an hour, okay? That is $80 a week. Oh, wow. $80 a week. So that's $320 a month if he makes more than two times the minimum wage which i don't think he did no i don't think he did no. it's unrealistic and it's funny because she she faults him for him being so unrealistic in his beliefs yep. but she spent time there so she would know the realistic um statements like she would understand the money there and what i'm trying to understand is what does she think he would be able to do to pay even a third of their living expenses. Because, yeah. and, and in my mind, I don't think Johan ever was looking to pay anything. I think in my mind, it's like, I'm gonna marry me an older American sugar mama and I'm gonna be a kept man. Yep. I think that was his whole plan. And everybody seemed to understand it but Danielle. Danielle seems to be the only one surprised by it. He was gonna be a kept man. He was gonna get an SUV. He was gonna live in a nice place. But he does say when he got to America, he would have worked. I don't know if that's true or that's just what he's saying because she took it Can away. Can you imagine though, if you could only make 84 cents an hour, the thought of going anywhere else that even paid $5 an hour, that would feel like you fell into a money pit. That, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. That would be like us going, saying, oh, I can go work at this place because the minimum wage is seven. I mean, I make 14 20 an hour at this place, but if I go here, they're gonna pay me $75 an hour. You'd be an idiot not to go. Well, exactly. Of yeah. I would drive there, Dee Dee, in a car. And you know how I feel about driving. You know how I feel about driving. I would drive there. Yes. <laughs> I know how you feel, George. That's crazy. So, and from the TLC, all the TLC money, that's more money than he's ever, ever seen. seen. You're right. Ever seen. $1,500 an episode is on the low end for yep. TLC. Yep. This is their third appearance, right? So they're probably at twenty-five to $3,500 an episode. Can you yep. imagine those checks when he receives that? That's, let's say, $25,000 check. Yeah. He's probably never seen, his family has probably never seen that money in their life and never will again. I so I can't imagine what it's like when he's, because you know they're not together anymore, when he's going to have to fend for himself now and try to figure out a way to make his life work based on the amount of money that he's able to make. And another question, how does anybody afford to pay anything? I'm really confused by that, because like I don't know any place that's only going to charge you $50 a month for rent. So like, how does anybody afford to do anything there? Sorry, 25000 US dollars to the Dominican peso converts to 1.417 million so oh oh yeah he's shitting pants oh so he's rich rich yeah so he's i see wait wait wait, wait. but when we now. were talking about when we were talking about the prices of those cars was that american dollars or was that pesos yesterday american dollars it was oh. american dollars oh, that was american dollars okay so they still were crazy yeah. okay i got it how do people afford cars in the deal? Like, I'm really confused by everything now. Well, like, 84 cents an hour. I don't, I don't know how Dominican Republic is. I can't talk about Dominican Republic or the other places. But the the Hispanics that come over here, you know, to the United States, they work, they send money back to their home, and then 
if it's drivable, say for instance, Mexico it, um, is drivable or Guatemala or Honduras is drivable, they buy a vehicle here and then they drive it back to their country. So like drive it over the, the yeah. border. And mm -hmm. it's cheaper that way. Yeah, a lot cheaper. Oh, that's interesting too. See, I didn't know any of this stuff. Because you would think buying a car in a, a third world country would be cheaper, but it's actually the opposite. Like I, it's everything is so backwards to me. Well, because I mean, you would think about it, how hard a car is to get over there. Like over here, there's a billion car lots yeah. on every corner. Yes. You know, over there. And private sellers. Yeah. yeah, they're everywhere. Exactly, private sellers. Yeah, that's where they buy them like, what, a couple of thousand dollars? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know about um, other places, but here in the town that I live in, there are about 30, 40 of them live in the same place, so in the same house, so they can afford to buy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one. <laughs> Yeah, one one rent payment split forty ways. Yeah, that makes things sound that a lot more manageable. Yeah, that makes it a lot more manageable. I get that. Yeah, that's hard though. I need my space. Like, yeah. I need like rooms with an S. Like, I need well, rooms. Like floors. Over here to make a living for their family, and they're going back home, so it doesn't really bother them. So yeah. I need to be humble, you know, I need definitely need to be humble and learn some things because people are doing things to make a living and we take so, we take it for granted. You yeah. know, the things that we, we were born into, we don't have to struggle in ways that other people struggle. I definitely need to be humble. I need to be way more humbled at times. I think Johan needs to end up with Stephanie. Stephanie, who's Stephanie? I want to say she was from Love in Paradise season Definitely. one she was the older blonde lady that was a doctor and owned that whole oh you're, business. you're talking about oh, really yes so if johan was with her he could she come her was the stuff. one that okay Didi. she was the one that gave ryan like a yes. ten thousand dollar watch yeah yeah yes, yeah Stephanie. i forgot all about she, her because it's yes, like here so yeah was bringing him present. I remember one suitcase alone was just presents yeah. for Ryan. That was just what it was. Watches, shoes, belts, clothes, all designer, all everything. And I was like, the hi, call me. You know, like, really? This is what, hello? I would like some of that. Can I get one of those watches while you're just handing them out to people? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely see that. I think Johan has high expectations. This person says he's a user. Do you guys want to say that he's a user or do you think he just um is that he wants to be a kept man i think that he's not a user but i think he got pushed to that point where he's like okay bitch you want to push i'll push i think that's well i'm thinking that he's, he's he was promised a i mean we all know that he wanted a, a sugar mama we all know that but i think he is he is wanting to he wants the extravagant life that he was promised i agree I mean, if this was the other way around and a man brought a woman into a marriage and promised her all these things, diamond rings, fur coats, cars, houses, we would be on that woman's side because we would say that she was brought into this under false pretenses and she's in danger, right? We would totally be on her side because we want to protect her because we don't want someone to be brought into any situation under false lies. And I feel like he... Johan's in danger from day one. Bitch be crazy. Really? Yeah, bitch be crazy. <laughs> I mean, I don't think he's in any physical danger, but I do think that he's in a situation he never would have entered in if he knew what was going on. Johan would have never married her if he knew what was going on. He thought he was getting into a Stephanie kind of relationship. A woman and this this is probably her fault because of what she told them. Because he keeps saying, You promised me. You promised me. You promised me. And it's like she built, but what you said made a lot of sense. She had to sell him on a lifestyle because she needed a way to stay yes. permanently in the Dominican Republic. Yep. You can't just wake up one day and decide to be a Dominican citizen. Yep. If you're an American, you need a reason and a way to get your visa stamped. And I think yep. you're right. She sold a lifestyle to him because without his name on that marriage certificate, she couldn't apply for citizenship. Yep. And I think it's really terrible. And it's like, 
it's the reverse green card. Like it's what we used to think about people trying to come over to the US. She literally reverse green carded him. She yeah. used him for the reverse green card. I got married in the Dominican Republic. Yep. Right, yeah. and it never crossed his mind because he never would have thought an American was trying to flee America to come to the DR. No one in their right mind would believe that. Right. So he literally fell for her trick. Yeah. He literally was like, oh, she's going to come over and she's going to take me back with her and I'm going to have the best life I could have. She lives in New York, the Big Apple, where all the, he probably bought the story. It's not even hard to buy. You know, yeah. like she was driving a BMW. She was living in New York. She had a business. She, it probably looked like she was spending a lot of money, which she was. Yeah. She just didn't pay it back. She, just she was, she just didn't pay it back. Exactly. So I do feel like Johan is a victim in some sort in this situation. I know a lot of people are like, no, he's, he's a user. No, he wants more than anyone should know. He definitely was used. And then I don't want to say used and abused, but I, I know he was definitely used. Also, because... this poor guy has had to put up with her this long. Like, he's paid his dues. Give the man a fucking house. So wait, <laughs> and what, do you think, what, do you, what do you think of his views on you shouldn't rent? He feels that when you're married to an American, you should own everything. Is that like a, a well, acceptable... No, that's, that's him thinking, again, that he was marrying a Stephanie kind of person. But instead, he got more of a Paul kind of person. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, Paul. So, oh, yeah. my Lord. So, Jesus oh, Christ. Lord. It's one extreme or the other. And unfortunately, he got the lower end of the hopeful, hopeful Yeah. Story. Well, next week, to your enjoyment, we are going to watch Johan dump Danielle while she's wearing an elf costume. I'm so, so to your enjoyment. I you can't get wait. to thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy I'm him walking out of so her life and destroying her Christmas holiday. You get to thoroughly enjoy this as he leaves her once and for all as he didn't get anything out of this marriage. I mean, to be honest, what did she get? A green card? What did he get? Nothing. Like, honestly, oh, he got a dog. He got a dog. I forgot about the dog. I love that he's taken the dog. That was the best card I've seen him but play yet. His dog, yeah. right? Yeah, but she Who bought it. He bought, he bought it. Her, but he was taking his clothes and she said, no, you can't take those. I bought those. So he turned around and took the dog because he, he bought, bought the it. dog. That's Go only ahead. fair. Like, I, you have to be fair. That's why we have to get judges involved in divorces because people don't want to be fair. They want to be spiteful. You have to be fair. If he bought the dog, it's his dog, even if he oh. bought a few. Because a lot of times in a divorce, people will, the man will have bought the woman a car. Yeah. So he'll try to take the car back and the judge will have to tell her like, hey, he did buy this car as a gift for you. He paid for it in full. Yeah. So if you want to continue to keep everything on your list, you're going to have to give him back the car. So we have to make it fair. A lot of people don't see the evening it out. It has to be even out. Some people, when they're angry and it didn't work out, they just want to take everything Yeah. because they're pissed off. There's something called fair and fairness. And you have to, and Johan is like, no, you don't get to keep my clothes. You don't get to keep everything and the dog. Like, you don't get to yeah. keep it all. That's not fair. And he took the dog. And, well, I think he took the dog because at the end of the scene, she had the dog in her hand and she was trying to slow the door. So I don't know if he actually made it out of the house with the dog. But he tried to take the dog. Uh, uh, go him for trying, man. I think that's I know. Awesome. I know. And talking about lowering your and talking about lowering your standards, how low can you um, lower your standards whenever you're trying to marry Kimberly? Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, PJ, <laughs> you had yeah. you had so, a chance, run. What the hell? So can we talk, talk about how she talked to him crazy? She argued with him. She made his life a living hell for the entire time that she arrived in India. And then when he decided that she was a pain in the ass, she was like love bombing him, right? She was like, oh my God, but I love you. And I, I don't want you to that we can't work it out. I was like, but every time you had a fight, you basically said, we can't work it out. You're like, I can't live like this. You don't listen to me. You don't acknowledge me. You don't hug me. You don't do this. Everything is what you don't do. And at that point he was like, well, it's impossible for me to make her happy. So why exactly would I marry someone that I know that I can't make happy? And he was a hundred percent right. He had an open opportunity. It's like you were driving on the freeway. The speed limit is 60. You were going 120. And right as you passed the cop, the cop's radar detector gun 
shorts out and you have a clear way out you can just keep going he's knocking it and he for some reason tj pulled over and said hey give me a ticket just because I yeah right like yeah. what the actual hell he had every opportunity to leave this woman kimberly is never going to be happy no she doesn't know how to be happy being happy is not in her dna absolutely she's always complaining she's always pissed off she always has an attitude she's always a victim the one thing I always said, if every story that someone tells you they are the victim in that story, you need to look at that person very clearly. Yeah. Because there are times in life we are victims. There's nothing that we can do and things have happened beyond our control and we are in a situation that we did not put ourselves in. Not everything that happens to us, we are a victim. Absolutely. And in Kimberly's mind, no matter what she did, said, acted, how she was, everybody else is at fault. And if that's the person you're dealing with, you need to run. Yeah. Because if that person can't take responsibility for anything whatsoever, you're never gonna be happy. And if she's not happy, and her main goal is to make sure you're not happy, that's a marriage that you're gonna wanna get out of before you even finish putting the ink on the paper. And he yep. sees that, he literally saw it on the phone. He was like, I just can't deal with you. I don't know how to make you happy. It's like, you're just someone that seems to just be unhappy, miserable, and angry all the time. And that's something that you should wanna think about like you want to move in with this person and then bring this unhappy being in with your whole family so she can destroy the mood of the whole house and then he, he left he summed it all up by saying i thought you would never leave me so essentially i can be a bitch all the time and you're stuck with me exactly she thought that no matter how she acted how nasty she was how irresponsible disrespectful that he would never leave and i'm thinking well why would you think that you're not like j-lo like why would you think that like honestly you think that no matter how you act he's never gonna leave you like he's desperate like yeah. he doesn't have three heads kimberly yeah. he's not missing any limbs like what, why do you think that's how narcissist people are they treat you how they want to treat you and then they know how to reel you right back in yep. and whenever you're with a narcissist person it's hard to leave and then they know how to, to play you and then they get used to playing you so much they get used to it they thinking well they're never gonna leave me and then whenever you brought them whenever you drop the bombshell that they that you are leaving them then that's whenever they start crying and acting like you know that everything's gonna change they they got to figure out a new um uh, was it strategy right. or strategy whatever you call it right. in english yeah. the, um <laughs> <laughs> to reel you back in. Yeah. I see right through her bullshit. And I was just like, please hang up the phone. Yeah. But she was like, I love you. <laughs> I'm not a bad person. I'm like, you're literally, if you look up bad person in the dictionary, there's a picture of you acting like a bad person. Yep. Like you're Even literally Amanda are a bad side person. Side. Her and Amanda side by side in the dictionary. Just destruct. Thank you, Judy. A destructive mess. Destructive of her own life. Like, she takes her relationship and her life and she destroys it from the inside. Like, yep. you're working against yourself. Yep. That's literally what she's doing. She's working against her own relationship from the inside. Like, she's literally her own spy, her own Russian spy. Yep. She's destroying her relationship from the inside, and I don't understand. And she acts like this relationship is the only thing she wants. When this, the second she arrives, she's been unhappy. Like, if you ask me on the outside looking in if they should be together, I would say 100% no. And I would also say Kimberly should not be with anyone yep. at all. She doesn't know how to be happy or love anyone because she's too worried about herself and, and if people are listening to her. And she's like, you're not hearing me. You're not hearing me. I was like, how can he not hear you, Kimberly? You're yelling all the time. Yeah. All the time. Just like the he would happen to be deaf. What the hell is happening in the preview for next week? That little scream, I want to knock her head right off her shoulders. She acts like a toddler. Mm -hmm. She literally has temper tantrums. When people don't let her win an argument, she literally throws her hands on the air and starts screaming. This is yeah. literally what you see toddlers do in the grocery store when their mom are like, put that candy back and they throw their hands in the air or they lay on the floor and scream. This is literally the exact actions that she does on a regular basis as an adult. Yeah. You you know, if, if somebody were to do that in front of me, a grown person were to scream like that in front of me, I would laugh in their face. And now I'd be like, scream a little bit louder. I'm liking this. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they're acting stupid. Yeah. They're acting stupid.
And right now, at this moment, TJ deserves everything she gives him because he had a chance to get out of the relationship and he decided to stay in the relationship. That's like you're in a fight. The fight gets broken up. They're pulling the person one way. They're pulling you another way. You break away and go back to get more. That's literally what he's doing. They broke it up. They have offered him a way to get away from her. She was going this way. He was going that way. It was over. He went back. So like he said, if she wants to smack him around a little more, that's exactly what he asked for. Right? That's exactly what he asked for. He had no, he had no reason to stay. He had every opportunity. I was just like, just hit the, like, I was just like, push that hang up button. Just hang up on this girl. Yeah. Just hang up and block her. Hang up. She's already out of your house. She's at a hotel. Just hang up and block her. She'll be gone. Yeah. It's yeah. easy. It's like yeah. literally easy. And they know spirit guides i don't care what they say they ain't no freaking spirit guides led them to each other that is a bunch of bull crap he said that she was his manifestation right he manifested her and i think she said that the spirits led her to him i i I don't know i think uh psycho that's why (laughs) yeah That was what he manifested? That's what he wanted was a psycho? He said he wanted a woman and and she messaged him the next day or something like that. I think it was a mere coincidence. But that's just me. That's just me. So let's talk about, um, what's her name? Shekinah's weight. Yes, I'm fixing them for last because I am fixing to let loose on, on, what's his name? Sarper? I'm fixing to let loose on his on his uh, what do we think about about him setting a weight goal for her because she looks great and i don't think that she needs to lose any weight and he's like oh you're just four pounds away from your goal so i know he's a personal trainer and back when i used to care more about my appearance i used to go to the gym and i did have people that helped me and they were very like pushy like they would be like nope you gotta do five more minutes or what did you eat you know they were very and i was like but i don't want that when i leave the gym and go home yeah i was paying those people to be nasty to me because i needed to get my fat behind on those machines and work out but like i feel like she's experiencing those tendencies at home and he's telling her how to do her hair what to wear how much she can weigh um I'm pretty sure what to eat i mean we didn't see it but i'm pretty sure that's in there too i'm trying to understand why Shekinah is allowing him to do that. And I'm trying to get it, because she's like, oh, he's a good guy, and I want my daughter to see a good um, example. And I'm like, well, show me the good example, Shekinah, because I don't see it. Show me exactly what, in this situation, you want your daughter to see that's positive, because I ain't seen nothing positive yep. yet. Yeah, I'm- she said it best whenever she said that he was a big red flag, that <laughs> I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to cuss, okay? <laughs> But he had like a red blanket on him. She even said it. That is the biggest red flag. It was even freaking blowing in the wind. First of all, first of all, let a man try to tell me what I need to, how much I need to weigh. Let a man try to tell me what I need to wear, how I need to look, that my blush ain't looking good or my eyeshadow isn't the right color or he doesn't like this or he doesn't like that. I wish a man would. Yep. I wish he freaking would. He, he brought the scale to her, which I, I thought would, was so... You know what I would have I would have picked the damn scale up and I would have busted it over his damn head. I, I thought that was so aggressive because I was like, because she's like, oh no, I don't want to get on the scale. And then he went and got the scale. And I was like, she just said she doesn't want to get on. And first of all, getting on a scale is extremely personal. Yeah. That is not something that you need to do in front of anybody else. That's between you and the scale. Yep. Because it's a mental, it, it's, it works with your mental health. Seeing the scale, seeing that number can be very damaging to Absolutely. you. So involving your significant other in that process when you might not be happy with what the number says, because I don't care what anybody looks like, um, self-esteem and how you look, it's all in here. Yeah. You can be skinny, bigger, whatever. It doesn't matter. It's how you feel in here. Yep. So we might look at Shekinah and say, oh, Shekinah is beautiful. It kind of has to feel beautiful. And if you have somebody that says they love you, telling you that you're not beautiful unless you do something to make yourself beautiful, that is so damaging to her mental health. Like, he is a very damaging person. And then can we get into the fact that 
he refuses to post anything with her because he doesn't want any of the 2,500 women to see her with him. And he says it's because they're crazy. So, okay, my theory. That's a lie. He is a douchebag. And I'm going to say that he's done some really bad, nasty things to women, like sleep with them and not call, sleep with their best friends, sleep with their sister. And I think those women are going to see Shekinah's posts, click on it, talk to her, and tell her what he's done. Yep. That's my theory. Because I was like, what exactly would an ex, because I've never met an ex that had anything positive to say about anyone. They're always going to have something negative. He used the term, I did this for you because there's psychos stalking me. No. That's not what's going on. Like, I wanted to smack him when he said that. Women well, he's will come forward if, I, if you post us. Women will come forward. I've got a bunch of psychos stalking me, he said. Well, I think it's, it's they're going to they're gonna tell her the type of guy he really yeah, is. Yeah. I think that he's done some horrible stuff to women. And, you know, sleeping with a woman and not calling her, sleeping with a woman and blocking her number, sleeping with a woman and then telling people you didn't like i think he's done these things and if they see and you know women are fightful so when you do something like that it's not so much that they want to stalk you they want to warn the next person yep. they're like this person really damaged me and when yep. they see an innocent girl falling for the same bs women don't do it to be because men are like oh she's a psycho i was like it's easy for you to call her a psycho because you're not telling us what you did Yep. But like women were not born crazy. They were not born psycho. They were not born mentally unstable. They may have became those things after dealing with a man who made them feel that way. And I was like, what you're trying to hide from her is I think what you've done to women, yep. like how you treated them. And if she knew that, she probably would have never got on a plane because I get that he might want to say, oh, well, I'm changed. But if she keeps hearing the same type of behavior over and over and over from different people, that will definitely cloud her judgment. She'll be like, well, why would you change for me if you've been the same person for your whole life? Why would you just wake up one day and change and not be like that all of a sudden? So, well, you know what, if that would have been me, let somebody tell me I can't post, um, post a, um, if I'm in a picture with a man, let him, and I'm in a relationship, please tell me I can't. I will blow my post up and I'll be tagging you yep. in it. So, what are, no. what are your thoughts on him saying that she can't post him um, on her social media? Because I get, like, he didn't want to post her on his. But what do you think the deal is with that? Do you think it's, do you, he has other women that he's talking to? Like, what's yeah. the deal that she couldn't post? Because none of these women that he's messed with before know who she is. and Wouldn't even know where to find her social media to see the post. So what it's, was the deal with that? It's all the bitches he's still doing. Yeah, but that's what I was gonna say. I think it's more it's more current women because if yeah. if you're not with them anymore, you can post a picture with another woman. Yeah. So I was like, why is it that she can't post you on her page? It's like you want other people to think you're single because you're seeing other people, right? But like, what other reason would there be? Did you guys notice? Because we all follow cast members before the show even comes out. We all do it. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that? We followed Shekinah, we followed Sarper, and then once it aired, there was a Shekinah and Sarper account. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. That's where the majority of the pictures are being posted. So what do you think the deal is with that? I think it's just to keep his clean. There's like two pictures of her on his whole thing. <laughs> and one of, them, one of them is the cover of the 90 Day Show. So... Oh, yeah, so and she said it, and she said it um, correctly, because all of his uh, little flings has only been for 24 hours. Yep. He posted her on a story. Right. So what is she only a fling for 24 hours? I mean. So, how do you feel about a post versus a story? Um, because we know that the the story is a 24 hour, and the post you can keep it there as long as you want until you take it down. So, do you think a post? First of all, can we acknowledge the fact that these are two, like, over 40 people that are, like, arguing over Instagram? That's, that's ridiculous. But moving past that, how do you, does not giving her a post make her temporary? Or do you think that she's being insecure? Like, where do we stand on this? He's an ass. He's an ass, period. 
she's so trying she's to. Not, she's not asking for too much. Trying to make sure that she's. I think she is trying to make sure that he is the person that he really says he is, and that he's changed like he says he has. I agree. I think that she moved halfway across the world. She should have already gotten a post on the page. But like, let's if, also address the fact that she saged his privates just like Dempsey did, Statler. Is this saging privates a thing? Because I live in the high desert. I am in the middle of sagebrush. Like, I have a gold mine if this is a thing. <laughs> Wait, so you'll go and sage people? No. I can sell sage. It'll take me two minutes to get a bundle up with a pretty bow. Wait, it literally <laughs> grows by you? It's in his um, private area, too. Yeah. Sagebrush everywhere. I could walk outside and have 10 bundles bundled up and sent to you by morning. We need to start a business. Let's I get know. it. Let's talk about this. I did I not know. know that. We need to start a sage business. I didn't know that it was that accessible. My husband and I were joking about it during Darcy and Stacy. My husband's like, are they really lighting that shit on fire walking through the house with it? And I was like, oh yeah, it's a thing. Oh, it's a, and he's, a thing, yes. We, we are sitting on a gold mine. <laughs> I was like, I know. I know, I just don't have the energy. <laughs> we need to get in on that. I didn't realize we had so much because yeah, yep, apparently- we need, the, we need to get the sage and that little crystal thing that um, Dempsey gave us to Adler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the, the egg? Yeah. Wow, yeah, obviously, like mention for the men so he can like so I can put it on his little. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's too much. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> so we're gonna watch next week because we didn't get Brandon and Mary, but luckily we are getting Brandon's mom, which is more than we could have ever asked for because I remember we got her super early in the season, like episode one or two, and she was a lot of drama. And she hates Mary, which is all that we could really ask for, right? We, we want a good storyline. So she is definitely going to be there to stir some things up. And I know this pregnancy is going to be on the top of her list of things to, to yell and scream about. So I'm just ready. And also, I feel like Brandon has kind of been out there all alone with no yeah. one looking out for him. So I do like the idea that there'll be somebody there to fight for him a little bit, because as, as much as I want to just say that he's a, a naive little moron, he still doesn't deserve to get treated like he's being treated. You know, like he's still a kid. And I feel like he needs to have somebody looking out for him because I feel like Mary and her family are trying to use him for everything that they can get. And no one is there to be a voice of reason for him. He's just literally there, it's him against them. So I'm, I'm ready for her, his mom to land there and, and, and voice her opinion because I feel like they've made it scot-free so far, just using him and manipulating him and, and doing whatever they want. So it's going to get interesting. And this has been a slow season, right? I feel like this, this season, maybe because we're only getting an hour a week, like I feel like it's been moving pretty slow. Yeah, it is moving extremely slow. This whole season is moving very slow. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for it to, like, start up, and it hasn't yet, right? Like, I'm like, when is it going to start? And we're, we don't have that many episodes left. I'm like, when is the story going to get good? You know, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. Nope. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. No Holly and Wayne, no crackheads this time. It's no, but Lord. next week. But next week, he done popped her cherry. Yeah, next yeah. week, we're going to get their awkward after-sex talk, and Wayne is going to want to know if he <laughs> is the king the king of sex after his first time with her, which, who, who, wait, who said that they were the king of sex? Oh, that was, um, um, Nicola. Nicola was the same way. He was like, oh, I know what to do. They taught me that in fifth grade. I could please any woman in the world. And I'm like, why, why does TLC think that we want to keep seeing people have sex or talk or hear about their sex talk? Come on. Seriously? That's literally exactly what the last resort is. That's all it is. Let's appreciate the fact that Scott got out of the bathtub to come and join us. Wait, he was in the bathtub? Scott? Hi, Scott. Oh, guys, if you didn't know, Scott is going to be on the new season of The Family Chantel, and he's going to have a physical altercation with Pedro. I know a lot of people dislike Pedro, so this might actually make you happy I'm to watch. so excited <laughs> for that. 
I'm so excited. We don't condone violence in any way, but this yes, was already filmed. Yeah. <laughs> this was already filmed, so we have nothing to do with this, guys. This was already filmed, so just get your popcorn and enjoy. I hope Scott whoops his ass so good. Yeah, when it comes to certain people, we do like violence, okay? When it comes to certain people. <laughs> I, don't, I don't necessarily condone it. Okay, Scott, where, where are you? Hey, talk for me, honey. You can, I can't go live, but you can go live. So what do you... Uh, Hi, I only, I, Hey, hey, I can't... <laughs> baby, pay attention. I can't do um, I can't do a post with Sandra, but I'll do a story with you and hope... But I don't think that should define a relationship because I slept with 3,000 girls and I picked you. So 3,000? And I'll do a story, but I'm not doing a post. I need to be happy for that. Well, yeah, you have to be happy that he's oh. even giving you a story well, because he didn't have to do that. Did, did, did you tell her what to wear and how much blush to put on? That's the question. Baby, you need to hit the gym a little harder. <laughs> You look like you're a solid 130 pounds. Oh my god! I need you to, to lean out. I need you to lean out. You gotta lose some weight. I need you to be a little more acrobatic, a little more limber. That's awesome. Hi, Sandra. Hi, you're beautiful. Hi, Sandra. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. <laughs> I'm not going live. I'm not going live. I'm not allowed to go live. I'm going live, Sandra. I, I don't see you, Scott. I no. I don't see you. Sandra, so just don't. This day, I, the, my status doesn't define relationship. Of so, course. yeah, so I don't think I need anything else with us. You know, I'm protecting you. There's 3,000 girls that would love to say bad things about me. I think there's more than you. And none of that is your uh, fault for anything that you've done to them. go. Bye. He's such a goofball. Okay, guys. Wait, Scott, hang up. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we have to talk about um the last resort. So I hope y'all can stay up late. So what do we got to do? Um, DDR card. Do we have to end this and start a new one? Because I think we've been going yeah. for a while. We got two minutes before we get shot. Okay, so we're gonna um end this one and come back, and we're gonna talk about the last resort. Okay, guys, make sure you're following my co-host Car and DD. They're tagged in this video. Follow me on all social media platforms at George Massey, GeorgeMassey.com. Anywhere you get your podcast, type in The George Mossy Show. Join us in like two, no, three minutes for um, our next slide. We're going to talk about The Last Resort. And then tomorrow, I'm going to post a brand new pop culture podcast. We're going to talk about things that are not 90 Day Fiance related because it's interesting to know who Cara and Didi would like to punch in the face outside of the 90 Day universe. So, so make, sure, make sure you join us for that. And we'll be right back online. So like grab a drink, grab some popcorn. And we'll be right back. Watch for that notification, and we'll talk to you guys really soon. Bye. 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 Bye.